Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to episode 22 of Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, we've got a cracking show lined up for you today. Um, I'm joined by the uh, the gruesome twosome, Paul. Afternoon, hey, buddy. Man. Sorry to pull you away from the rugby. No, it's all right, mate. It's on pause. I shall go back and watch the second half after this. <laughs> all than happy to join. <laughs> and G, you good, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Italy have just taken the lead, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Not believable, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love it got to happen um and we are thrilled to be joined by uh kyle who's uh, a youtuber and a big magic fan uh who has a channel called view from the cheap seats um kyle for those who don't know who you are or what you do um do you want to explain a little bit about yourself and how you started your youtube channel yeah sure uh well again i'm kyle i we have a channel view from the cheap seats on youtube for some reason people tune in to watch it every so often um we used to be a lot more frequent with videos. They've kind of tapered off a little bit um, over the last year due to, I think, more so COVID and everything. But we essentially, we're based out of Orlando. We do some trips around the States and um, we generally just share our experiences. Uh, we go to theme parks, concerts, sporting events, um, anything that normal daily life at times too. And, uh, you know, we engage with people that are interested in Orlando life or the places that we've traveled to and the events that we've gone to. So. Um, it's been a success, I guess. It, you know, it always feels awkward, you know, with other people. I think, you know, after you start and that they start watching you and they know more about you or in tune than, um, you know, maybe you know sometimes. So it's interesting. Yeah. Well, well, uh, how it started, uh, Paul actually recommended your YouTube channel to me. What was it about six months, a year ago, Paul? I think I've uh, caught a couple of years. Yeah, we were down in we were down with you in August, weren't we? Um, we were all kind of looking at whether we book trips, what what the what was going on in Orlando. And I love the honesty of your videos. There's no dressing it yeah. up. If something isn't working, you are saying it straight, and uh, that's what I love about your channel. I appreciate that. I mean, generally speaking, um, you know, I think like when you get into uh, YouTube or social media, you get a lot of. Uh, places that want to give you stuff, you know, or um, I think, you know, for a good chunk of people, they want to have that media access or something, you know, because they want to have whatever perks and things. Um, and we've kind of shied away from that over the years, you know, because we want to be able to give a fair shake to things. So you could see 10 videos for one thing that that's happened and nine of them will be gushing about like how awesome something is. And then, you know, we want to be the ones that are saying, you know, like, well, it, it, could, it could be awesome. But if it sucks, we want to tell you that it sucks, you know, or, you know, these are the things that you can improve about them. So, you know, I think the one that I uh, brought to your attention, Mikey, was the Wilderness Lodge. It was, where you yeah. Go out to the camp in there. And I distinctly remember the point of very early in the morning, you stood on the on the terrace there saying, listen, this could be brilliant. But these frogs keep you awake. 
<laughs> that was true. The, the swamp. I was up the whole night thinking, you know, like, oh my god, like, the, you know, if, when you go, when you get there, I'm like, wow, there's like a swampy type area back there. This is amazing. Like, maybe there'll be gators or some other wildlife, and then you don't realize, like, this is the stuff that's keeping you up the entire night. Like, you know, it was deafening, like, as you're trying to sleep. It was just brilliant because it was somewhere we, my wife and I, had sort of looked at as, shall we go? And it was like, um. I think we'll stick with a hotel room. It might be quieter. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of pluses to, to the camping. We want to get back and actually you know, like tent camp at Fort Wilderness also. But, um, you know, that experience was, um, I think, right after pandemic, like reopening and, um, you know, the wildlife was was up for sure, you know. And the other, you know, the, the big selling point, I guess, like when you have your um, camp or the, the table outside the, the door for, um, barbecues or things like that or cookouts and the second the sun went down i mean it was like feasting for insects you know so we had the candle going we had the bug spray and it was just you know it, it, those are the things that don't make the brochure i think you know yeah yeah that was good man i liked it i like the straight talking well, well your channel is definitely a great source for us i mean for for i want to say i expect for the three of us and a lot of other uk magic fans um Bit, we all became fans by going to Orlando on holiday, catching games when we're there, and we've become avid avid fans since. And in a way, we're really lucky because we've got 29 other teams that people follow, but we're the ones lucky enough that when we go on holiday, we've got all the theme parks and everything else that we follow. And there's so much changes every time we go back. I mean, it's been two years since the three of us last went. Um, so watching your channel and, and videos and stuff like that that you do, um, it keeps us up to date with what's happening and what's changing and you've got some great ideas and tips and stuff. So it's a good planning tool as well for us for, for when we come away. Wow, such complimentary terms. I should just join you guys every week. At this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got the, the trooper bottle caps behind you also. The, yes, that's correct, mate. I, th I, wouldn't, I thought you'd pick up on that. It, I, it's yeah, nothing it's, to talk to your collection, man. It's, yeah, it's right up the, the alley. I mean, we can't get enough trooper in the states here. You know, it's like, do we we like crave like you know when is the Robinsons uh, import going to come in and you know, which uh, distribution points are they going to hit so that we can try to glom them all before other people. You know, mate, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll source you some of the caps and send them over because I've got plenty. <laughs> Awesome. You've got plenty of trivia, uh, plenty of uh, memorabilia and stuff behind you, which we're going to get into a little bit later. So um, we'll cover that a little bit later on. Um, so how did you become a Magic fan, Kyle, for those who, who haven't seen any of your videos? Sure. Um, I actually, I grew up in Queens, New York. And, you know, if you were in New York, for the most part, you're supposed to be a Knicks fan. And I have an older brother that's four years older that was like hardcore Knicks um, when I was much younger I was more of a Lakers fan which is kind of like the opposite of um the Knicks I would still say you know like Magic Johnson era and Magic himself is probably my second favorite player of all time but when the Orlando Magic were introduced um they're they're initially you know they were the underdog but they were the cool team you know they were in Orlando and then when uh, we got to like the mid-90s I want to say like 94 95 um is when the my family was planning to move to central florida so we really started to amp up the interest um and then you know i think the, the game really changed when Shaq was introduced you know to the world and put on the big stage and he's in orlando um you know I, that 
we were able to start going to, um, you know, my parents moved down before I did uh, to Florida. So, you know, I was able to leverage them and their house to be able to stay at when the Magic were going through their runs with, you know, Shaq and Penny and Nick and stuff. So they were huge for me at that point. Um, and they've still stayed that way, you know, and I think um, if you live in Orlando, there's a lot of fair weathered fans. And I think a lot of people that, you know, come into the state, whether it's the magic or, you know, everybody, the world is a Bucks fan now. Right. But they weren't for the last 20 years, you know, and it's kind of the same <laughs> with the, the magic, you know, where a lot yep. of people that go to the arena are there for the opposing team, you know, but we had um, season tickets for years. Um, and, you know, we, we just, it's just part of the fabric of what my family is, you know, like we, we love the magic. Um, I think coming from New York and, and liking at the, you know, growing up with like the jets and the Mets and stuff like that, like we were used to just going to support teams for, to support the team and not because you want to be part of, um, you know, the, the, the current winners, you know, or the bandwagon at the time. And, you know, the magic certainly haven't put much on the court to be part of a bandwagon for, you know, any blocks of time, you know, for the, the recent past at least. So um, we stick with them. I still love going to the games. We don't have tickets anymore, uh, you know, season tickets at least, but we did go to one of the games um, this season so far, which was a little awkward. We can talk about that if you want in a little bit, but um, they're just, you know, they're part of the, the cheap seats household life, you know, whether it's the Magic or the Buccaneers or uh, the Lightning and stuff. So it's good to see teams win, but, it, you know, you want to stay true to that team also throughout, you know, time. Yeah, respect that. Well, we're definitely going to touch on some of those points um, <laughs> a little bit later. Um, so I'm going to do a quick uh, magic roundup of the week's action, um, and then we're going to go back to Carl for a few questions. So um, the Magic are three games into a four-game West Coast road trip, um, which included a 106-97 loss to the Portland Trailblazers on Tuesday. Um, we're already injury-riddled. Cole Anthony left the game with a shoulder strain in in the first half and didn't return. Al Aminu, who made his first return since December 2018. Have I got that date right, guys? I believe. Um, he played less than five minutes um, and was pulled out and didn't return for the rest of the game. Um, and the Magic just didn't have an answer for Damian Lillard, uh, Gary Trent Jr. or Mello in that game and fell short. Um, and then on Thursday, they lost to the Golden State Warriors, 111 to 105. No Cole Anthony or Aminu. Frank Mason, who was our only point guard, left the game in the first quarter with a groin injury and he didn't return. Um, and we played the rest of the game without a uh, without a point guard. Um, we had a, was another great effort, um, but a depleted roster just come up short um, in Golden State. Um, and then last night we had a, an outstanding win, uh, one twenty-three to one twelve against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we saw the return of Michael Carter Williams. Vooch had another strong effort, forty-two points. Uh, Mo Bamba played fourteen minutes, which was good to see. Um, the Magic shot over four, uh, fifty percent from the field, and they hit fifteen threes. Um, so. Three games this week. The Magic are currently 12th in the Eastern Conference, 10 and 17, tied for the fourth worst record in the NBA, which we all agree is, is largely down to the injuries that we've had. Um, but the Kings game was just the fourth win in the last 19 games since Markel Fultz went down. Um, 
Notable injuries, obviously, Fultz and Isaac are out for the season. Gordon's out for likely another three to five weeks with his ankle sprain. Uh, Fournier's out um, with back spasms, and, and we're not quite sure when he's going to return. And then we've got and, uh, Cole Anthony, Frank Mason, James Ennis, and Alfred Camino are all listed day to day. So hopefully if we can get a couple of those guys back this week, then we can stay as competitive as we've seen the last few games. Um, guys, it's been another difficult week. Um, we did we did win last night, but there's been a number of Magic players who, who've stood out this week. Paul, which, which players impressed you the most this week? Uh, I suppose my time instincts on this one because I was going with James Ennis. Um, <laughs> fair play for man. Do we actually run any plays for him? I think everything he gets, he does himself. He earns himself. Yep. Um, he starts steadily climbing, double double in Golden State. Ten points last night before he had to leave the game. Um, huge effort on both ends of the court. You can't just you can't applaud the guy enough. Um, He's, he's he was all hustle. I think it was summed up by the moment in the in last night where he went and flicked the ball back in, uh, retrieving the ball. It was completely lost, but it led to a Terence Ross three. That hustle is amazing. Uh, Dwayne Bacon. I've got to go with my namesake, haven't I? As well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> another guy who is doing a lot of what he's not normally expected to do. He's handling the ball a lot. Um, again, most of the points he's creating for himself through sheer strength. Um, what well, he had his season high against Golden State, I think 20 points. Yep. Scored him really well last night. Um, having his best year in scoring, um, steals and rebounds, and he's just below his best for assists. So they're my guys. I'm, I'm going with those two. I think they've done really well. We could go with the obvious of Vooch, but we'll go with those two. <laughs> Kyle, have you had a chance to to watch any of the games this week? I know it's a it's been a West Coast trip, so the the times are a little bit later. Uh, me, yeah, I, here and there, I, you know, I, I think you know, I, I hate to, to echo like the obvious choices, Vooch, right? I feel like he's a man on an island at this point. Um, there's not a lot of bright points to um, talk about. I think at this point, you know, it, it's uh, it's really it's. I'm not so much down on the magic because I think that the magic organization kind of um, serves up um, mediocrity. I think at this point, you know, it, I still love the team, but you know, I'd, I'd love to see them get beyond um, just putting a team on the, the court and hoping that people are going to go through the turnstile rather than trying to put an effort out there to actually win. Cause I don't see that, that from the ownership at this point, like they're, they're not putting the superstars out there. They're not putting, a team together it's, it's kind of like a random group of guys right like pick up basketball there's there's it, it's tough for me to see you know what's their strategy can can you tell me like it's, it's not a big man strategy you know is the strategy just you know hopefully we'll keep kicking the ball out and, and hit a hit a three every so often you know to try to catch us back into the game because right. it yeah. doesn't and i understand it's also injuries right you know that that's driving um a lot of you know the the replacements you know on the the squad you know but that just doesn't seem to be an overall team strategy for the year there's not a direction i mean one of the things we've been talking about is the lack of superstar which is what this team desperately needs isn't it yeah um but uh so moving on we'll, we'll move on from the uh <laughs> from the games um 
one player we haven't talked about, um, Mo Bamba's obviously been a heated topic. He played 14 minutes last night, but nobody's really talking much about Chuma Okiki. Um, gee, have you been impressed by Chuma this week? He's 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 going under the radar a little bit, but there's there's talk that he could slide into the starting lineup really for for Gary Clark. Yeah, um, Chuma's been superb. He's been you know one of the bright spots this season, uh, along with Cole Anthony. And we said at the beginning of you know uh, when the season, we said um, you know this is the developmental year really, where we thought we'd see more of faults, more of the younger players. Um, so now you know they've got the opportunity to play. Um, we knew he could shoot um, if you watched his tapes from his time at Auburn, but um, his defense and his playmaking that's really sort of starting to show through. Um, there's an argument that you could start him, um, but he's not going to get plays called for him. Um, as a rookie, you know, you go out and get what you can get. Um, so sticking him in the in the lineup with, you know, a Terrence Ross, who's going to get the majority of shots um, and then let Tuma, you know, pick up the scraps um, almost in that sort of like junkyard dog kind of role. A um, bit like Trevor Ariza, Robert Covington, um, you know, players that are very useful for championship teams. So, you know, <clears throat> let's just bring him along slowly and um, not expect too much. But no, he's surpassing um, what we all expected, I think, at the moment. Yeah, I think we can all agree agree with that. Um, just a shameless plug before we go on. Um, for those in the UK um, who, who follow us, obviously know we're linked with the official NBA store in the UK who've now... Um, got stock of the new orange city edition jerseys um, and the new black or the black edition um, they've had a restock of those so if you click in the link of our description of the podcast um, or go onto our website orlandomagicuk.com you can go to the nba store grab your jerseys and stick in the discount code magic uk 10 for 10 percent off um, moving on then so kyle um, you've obviously got a whole host of different videos on on your youtube channel from disney universal studios um you've i, I think i've come across a few videos where you've done when you've collabed with a few other youtubers like jen and tim tracker who are quite well known on youtube um you've been to magic draft parties you've been to you saw Shaq get inducted into the magic hall of fame so you, you've been to some quite memorable memorable moments um on youtube um what was your experience like at that thunder game that you went to in january because obviously we've all got all the the covid protocols and the reduced attendance at the amway center um what was that like yeah i was honestly surprised that they were running games in the arenas again you know of course i think you know florida maybe more so than other states like it just seems like everything is open for business you know and with the perception of safety theater, you know, like when we put these other things in place and, you know, hey, you're safe now. But um, theoretically, you know, they they have uh, employed the use of the Clear app, which is also used, I think, for flying at this point within the States. Like, you know, you just have to answer a questionnaire if, you're, if you've been sick or things like that. And they're supposed to check your app. They didn't check ours, you know, when we went through. So that was like kind of the first bummer, like, oh, you know, they even reference it while you're in line, but then nobody took the time to like, look, but there's no temperature check. Um, you know, there was no distancing in the lines for any of the stores or, 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 you know, the merchandise or food items and things like that. And then when we were sitting in the seats, um, 
they do have like the mask police, what we want to call them, like the people with the signs, you know, telling you to wear the masks. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely all for safety. I had COVID back in September, so I definitely don't want that again. And I don't want to, you know, I would never want to wish it on other people, but, um, you know, the people that sat to the right of us, um, you know, full on like whole game, like no mask and just talking all around everything. You're sitting there like, a, you know, let me watch the magic with the side of COVID. So um, it was a it was a challenging experience, I think. You know, I think it, I always say it's your mileage may vary because I do live in Florida and it honestly seems, you know, at least within the States at this point, it's kind of 50-50 with people that still think, you know, COVID's kind of like a hoax versus it not, you know, it being something to take seriously. So you could see like, you know, half the audience that watch our channel are like, I can't, you know, they're aghast. Like, I can't believe that you went to a magic game, but I wanted to be able to show again, not only did I, I mean, I, you know, we spent the whole last season watching them at Disney, right? I mean, or, you know, half of the season, yeah, you wanted yeah. to get back to, you know, what you genuinely love. And um, the experience of watching them was great. It's just, it, it just everything kind of just feels bizarre at this point, you know, but, but you know, they, they enhance their HVAC systems. So they tell you, you know, like all, the, all these things are much more improved, but it just, it doesn't seem like it's real. I think the television presentation is better than what the actual presentation is when you're there, you know, cause they have like stuff and, you know, the, the cheer team or whatever, like all in the one section that was in the ozone up top, you know, so it's like blocked off where you can't walk around that area. And that's where all the performances are, but they kind of make it look like it's much bigger, you know, on, on TV than what it is. So. And I think you said on the video that they were pumping in crowd noise and when it wasn't yeah. on, you could hear the air conditioning units and stuff like that. <laughs> it's it totally like, um, you know, I, I I know this was a rumor last year. I don't know if this is 100% true or not. Like when they played at Disney, my understanding was that they used the crowd noise from like NBA uh, and was it 2K1? 2K. Okay. Yeah. To fill the 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 game. They it was that same noise, you know, cuz when you only have, you know, what it, at that point like maybe like 3000 fans in the arena, it's like you could hear a pin drop, you know, you could literally hear the squeaks on on the court and and stuff and then all of a sudden you get this your noise until all of a sudden it's like that sound clip stops and then you could hear like the air conditioning kick on or you know like you could hear anything all around you I mean, we had a friend my buddy drew sat two rows in front of us and about 10 seats to the left and you could carry on a conversation with them that's how quiet it was inside, really? you know really that's that's not great is it <laughs> Hence the NBA, you know, the 2K uh, crowd noise, I guess, you know, they got to make it sound like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely, it, it's, you know, I guess it's like half sports, half entertainment production at this point, like movie or anything to get that same feel of, you know, what you're supposed to be expecting. So it was better, you know, at least being in person for, you know, for the one game than, you know, watching continual um, Disney basketball last year, you know, I, I did like the presentation. I think Dis they, they did a great job last year when they were playing at Disney, but, um, you know, it was great to be back in person for that one game to experience something. But then of course, like, you know, the friendly Orlando magic reps call you consistently, like, you know, Hey, how would you like to buy a package? You know? And I'm like, I, I don't want to go back. Like, dude, I, I don't want to get sick, you know, but I, I feel like 
I, I played my Vegas odds that one game. So. <laughs> cool. Um, so talking of experiences, Paul's got um, a few questions for you uh, around Star Wars evening. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm that generation where 1977, the starships coming over, it, it just, it's always stayed with me. Um, yeah. One of the things I've always wanted to do is get to the Star Wars weekend at Disney Hollywood Studios. But obviously the Magic have their own Star Wars night. And I know that you've been to it. Is it, What's it like? Is it just really cheesy or is it worthwhile going to? So when the Magic do the Star Wars night, they generally, um, yeah, I guess they get in touch with like the 501st or the Rebel Legion and stuff like that. So it's it's the fan cosplay groups, you know, that are affiliated with uh, the Star Wars product and they'll come out for meet and greets. Um, they do like little things in between um, the timeouts and stuff. I, it, it, to me, it's a lot of fun. So they tried to bake in, you know, Star Wars night, not only for the basketball games, but they have it for the baseball games here and even some of the minor league baseball games. And then they did it, you know, they have it for hockey as well. So it's all kind of the same thing with like, you know, take a picture with R2-D2 or the Stormtroopers and, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, trivia contests. And I think it's, it, if you're a fan of both, for sure, it, you can't beat that time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I just wonder because you know, you see the little skits that are done Dante wise on the, on the screen, and it's like I don't know whether I'd enjoy this or not. So you're the only person I know that's been to one. So I really wanted to find out what 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 and as a and as a Star Wars fan yourself as to what your thoughts were. So yeah, it's, yeah that's interesting. I mean, it's 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 chocolate and peanut butter, right? Like it's two great things together that. Uh, <laughs> You get to enjoy i mean with star wars you have to be able to accept a little bit of the cheesiness you know as a oh, fan yeah. of of star wars over the years yeah absolutely and um, like, talking about going to games what's uh, your favorite locations uh for pre-game and tips for making the most of things pre-game down in orlando um for pre-game for the magic I, we tend to like to go to uh, hamburger mary's I, to me they're some of the best hamburgers in orlando um, and it's literally like right down the block on Church Street. So you can sit and have a few beers and have your burgers and whatever. And then, you know, wander off the block to the game. Um, some of the stuff on Church Street, like I think places have gone out of business and they keep coming, you know, or places replacing them. Um, but I'd say, you know, at least for us, like the place to go before the games is usually Hamburger Mary's. I think we hit uh, Harry Buffalo's last time, didn't we? Yeah. Garrett, Garrett needed his beer. <laughs> yeah, we've been, I've only had a beer in in uh, in that place. I've never had food there, you know. And the, the last time that we went up past there, I think they may have been closed for um, the last go round, not permanently, but you know, just that that day. We just all grabbed pizzas, didn't we? Once we were there, I think memory serves me right. I can't remember. I had that many beers. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you missing that three point shot at the death. There you go. Um, again, pre-game stuff. I know that before gigs, you've done the um, Maiden Trooper party, and you did the uh, at a Kiss concert. You went to a dining experience beforehand. Have you ever considered, or have you done any of the uh, magic ones, like uh, the Ultimate Lounge or Jernigans or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, we've done Jernigans in in the past. We actually, I think, 
uh, Mary just showed me pictures that I think that it was probably like six years or so ago, or maybe longer that we did Jernigan's that um, they had like the open buffet beforehand um, and, you know, uh, bar service and stuff. I, and I remember from that time, like the food was phenomenal. Like it was a, it was a fantastic experience. Um, and since that time, we've tried to go back there multiple times and it seems like it's always sold out, you know, or at capacity by the time that we decide that we want to go. But um, I'm not sure. I don't think that they offer it now during COVID, but um, it was it was certainly well worth the, the price when we did that. The, the KISS stuff out in the, the other Ultimate Lounge, I've never done, by the way, like the, you know, the, the super high end stuff. Like the only time that I was down in that area was when we bought um, when we had season tickets, we had them initially when the arena was opening and they took you through like tours of the, the areas. And that was kind of like, I better shoot pictures of this stuff now because I'll probably never be able to afford to come back in here again, you know? But um, the Tampa uh, arena has um, similar things. So they have like, um, an, you know, a place to eat downstairs, which was kind of like right outside the locker rooms. And then when we ate for Kiss, I can't remember the name of um, the restaurant, but um, it was again, like buffet type thing. And, you know, I think, you know, there, there's times, you know, if like, whether it's Jernigan's or it was like the place that we ate it for Kiss, if they're kind of banging you out, like maybe 60 bucks or something to eat, you got to figure, you know, if you were going to eat on the streets, you know, leading up to the, the thing at maybe like a local pub or, um, you know, whatever, food options there are around the arena is like you're probably going to still pay like 20 30 bucks for something that's not as good as what you're getting at the arena to begin with so we don't do it all the time but like the the food for the kiss show i mean we were fully loaded on awesome food and beverages and stuff ready for you know kiss for the night and same thing at jernigan's i mean it, it, it was just phenomenal um we also did like when we did the the Sheck, uh, hall of fame night we sat in the seats that uh, we had like a little um, bar table just for the two of us, you know, two seats and a little round table. And it was like unlimited food and drinks for the night. So that was phenomenal also. You know, I, I, I normally, you know, I know I teared up and I've said this in a video, like, you know, I'll take the hit, like my guy cred, you know, like Shaq getting inducted. I was like, that's my favorite player of all time, you know, so you have man tears, but it may have been aided from some of the beverages from the night also. <laughs> <laughs> well, the spices from the food. <laughs> yeah, 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 I will go with that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Carl, G's a, a massive Bucks fan. And obviously you've had the Super Bowl in, in Tampa this week. Um, so G's got a few questions around uh, the Bucks just winning yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, well, firstly, it's nicely to have another Buccaneer on, so uh, that's good. <laughs> um, so with the Super Bowl in Tampa this this year, what's the atmosphere been like in Central Florida? I mean, I've, I've watched your videos, so I've seen all the, all the stuff, but if you just tell our listeners, that'd be great. Yeah, it's, it's interesting being a Bucs fan in the Orlando area, um, you know, because we've got the Dolphins that are in South Florida, obviously in Miami, and you have the Jags up in... Um, Jacksonville and I'll you know honestly I think probably prior to the the Bucks making their run for the Super Bowl this year you couldn't find a Buccaneer shirt or a, like any merch like anywhere locally and that's usually like one of the questions we get from people that are coming over you know from the, the UK and everything like hey where can we find 
Buccaneer stuff or where can we find this? And you're like, NFL shop, you know, that's probably like the best place to go because, <laughs> you know, they, in the stores here, despite the, the dolphins being like, you know, three hours plus away, they'll have dolphin stuff in the store, you know, or they would have Jaguar stuff. And you're like, dude, the, the bucks are like 70 to 90 minutes away from mm-hmm. Orlando. This is nuts. But um, the, the atmosphere got hyped up, you know, again, everybody's a bucks fan now i can i know from the years on social media you know i, I can probably count on my hand or less you know like the people that i know that were genuine fans over time but um the feeling in tampa you know we made a couple trips out there it was electric you know like the the tampa area supports their teams um more so than you know again like i said even like with the magic you know fans come and go um with you know whoever's you know if they're not if they're, the magic aren't winning people aren't showing up if the bucks aren't winning people are still there you know and the the city you know whether it's the the lightning you know where people think like you know tampa is not a, a hockey town like that arena is packed for the lightning and they're all about it and the same thing with the the bucks you know especially having the super bowl in town although it would say ironically like the last um we went i went out to tampa the friday before the super bowl just to walk around the city and shoot video of like, you know, what things are looking like. There were an awful lot of Chiefs fans that were in town, which you would imagine like people were going to be traveling here anyway for destination for Super Bowl. But, um, you know, it, it was phenomenal. I didn't go to the parade, you know, so that, that's where I had to draw the line because I knew that like after the game, you know, it was total maskless celebration and, you know, people bunched up together and the stuff that we saw from the parade online um, when it did happen, like, they were 10, 15 people deep and nobody wearing yeah. anything. So it was like, not, not the place to be for me at least, but um, it, it's, it's, this has been a dream year. You know, if we can get the magic to actually, you know, win, then, you know, we can have the trifecta and I could say like, I could be done with sports. You know, I don't have to <laughs> worry about anything anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you did go and see if you could find Gronk, didn't you? I did see that video last night. I did. So, um, before, you know, I, I had my obsession with the, the like sports teams locally every year. I think, you know, this is the same thing. Like when we did like the magic video in 2020, you know, 2020, um, maybe it was 2019, like when the season started, you know, again, I sit there every year and I say like, there's no reason why this team shouldn't be the best team. The, the magic are the best team in the world, you know, like that they should win the championship this year. And then you go through the year and you're like, oh God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was the same, like when they, when they came out, like, you know, at the gate this year, I was like, oh my God, look at the magic run defeated. This is unbelievable. You know, we're going to, we're going to do it. And then reality sits in. Um, but um, with the Bucks, I, from the point of their last game from the last season, you know, it was just there where I was like, the, the frustration is, is over the top at this point. Like they just need somebody to lead them to, the, the championship and it wasn't Jameis Winston um, at that point you know when they got Brady I knew like the game over we have the championship you know and you can make reservations for Disney x amount of time out so I want to say like more than a month ago you know when the playoff run was starting I was like I'm gonna just happen to book that day like after the <laughs> Super Bowl because I'm pretty sure we're gonna be there you know and I can try to like 
not blow myself up on social media by saying like, Hey, I booked the day here, you know, like this is going to happen. And then, you know, the, the two days before the Super Bowl, Disney was like, Oh, we're not having a parade, you know, no matter who wins or anything. But I was like, Hmm, I'm going to keep that day anyway, you know? And then they had the confusion where they said, well, um, Brady is not going to be there, but Gronk is going to be there and he's going to be visiting his favorite attractions, et cetera. And, they didn't do the greatest job at crowd control because it was packed in, you know, around like the hub area at Disney also with people hoping that Gronk was coming out. And then the word was there, like, you know, the, the rumor mill on social media, and especially when you're in the park is growing like Michael Jordan's here, you know, because Jordan has his race car at Daytona. So Jordan's here and Gronk is here and, Br- and the word is Brady may be coming too. And Levante's here and, you know, all these, and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, I'm just going to stand here now. And I stood in a place like an idiot for like, you know, two and a half hours waiting to try to see like a <laughs> grunk, you know, and never, you know, they never, they never came out. He literally was behind a gate on top of a float and turned around for a couple of minutes to just like wave. And, you know, that was satisfying for everybody. But, you know, to, to me, I was like, I, you walk away and I'm like, I, I, I just can't believe like what, what level of fandom have I hit here? You know, that I, <laughs> to see this guy turn around and wave but you know it was part of the excitement yeah no cool um so for any uk magic fans visiting orlando it was really useful to sort of note that you could get a bus to raymond james stadium um i didn't know that and it was always one of my concerns because i want to go and watch the buccaneers uh, at ray j i've only seen them play at lambo before um where's the best place to sit uh when you get to raymond james you know, now that they've won the the Super Bowl again, I, you know, I would almost say like the best place to sit is going to be wherever you can actually find tickets because I can imagine, you know, like it, it's a competition for people to try to get in. Um, you know, obviously, like I would say 50 yard line is a great place to sit. But, you know, when we selected our season seats for the, the Bucks, we're actually sitting diagonally across from the pirate ship so we could be by the tunnel where they come out of so you're kind of part of that excitement but then when the pirate ship does that you know it's thing with the cannons and stuff we're able to see it from like across the field because we we tend to end up usually always being by the the ship and then you know when that thing goes off if you haven't been to the the bucks before i mean it's pretty deafening or or you know the the people that have not been to raymond james those are the guys that you want to watch you know, when the bucks are in the, in the, the red zone or they score, because like when the cannons go off, these people are like ducking, like, you know, there's a massive gunshot happening here or something, but um, yeah. I'd say, you know, 50 yard line or, you know, our original season tickets for the bucks were like, we sat up like next to Jesus. Like, I mean, we, we couldn't, there were two rows behind us in the, the 300 section, you know, up, up above. And we were close to the 50 yard line, but for me, I'd rather be lower bowl and be closer to the action. And, you know, I, I yeah. don't care if you're in the end zone and you're watching out, it kind of has that Madden feel to it, you know? Yeah. I did see the uh, video when you went with your brother with a Caroline and he's a Carolina Panthers fan, isn't he? And that was by yeah. the pirate ship and um, the Panther fans didn't particularly like the, the gunshots, did they? Yeah. They, they <laughs> ducked like almost every time. And that was a, a fun time. I brought, you know, that's a, the Panthers have a traveling team, you know, a traveling uh, thing that they go to every game. So, you know, he buys in every so often and gets to get on the bus and they, they stay wherever near the, the stadiums that they're playing at. And 
you were, had the ability to like buy extra tickets for people. So I was sitting in there, it was almost like you're at your home stadium, but I'm sitting with the enemy and they were all great, you know, joking around beforehand because they knew like, you know, Hey, the Buccaneers suck and we're going to triple you guys. And, you know, when things turned around and the, the Panthers were going in the opposite direction, it became a little bit more hostile, you know, where people weren't exactly, you know, that friendly and jovial uh, throughout the, the, the loss. So, you know, but it was hilarious to me to watch these guys that have been drinking and they haven't been to the stadium before and the Bucks, you know, continually making the cannons go off. Yeah. And it, it's deafening, you know. Yeah, cool. Uh, last one for me, and I touch on the Bucks and the Magic. Have you gone any... T- have you gone to any road games in the NBA or the NFL? And could you make any recommendations of any arenas to, you know, or cities to visit? Yeah. So if I travel, you know, sometimes if I travel for day work or things, or even if we just travel ourselves, like whether it's been baseball or, or football or, um, you know, basketball or hockey, we've kind of been to, we try to go to the arenas that we've been to, you know, within the areas, if, if it coincides, um, one of the best places, at least for hockey, was out in Las Vegas um, with, with the Golden Knights. The presentation and the game day experience was just phenomenal. Um, for basketball, I, we, I actually went out to, the, um, to Atlanta last year. It was just right at like the same time too, like right before COVID hit. Um, and the game day experience I thought in Atlanta was just fantastic also from like, you know, outside in the streets with street, like street entertainment to um, the, the presentation inside, they even had like a barber shop inside of the um, arena, you know, in Atlanta. Like, I just thought it was, it was a great experience that the whole way around, they had a huge craft bar area also. Nice. Craft beer. What, yeah. what made the different, what made the, uh, the experience difference, the Amway center at the Hawks game? At the, it, it, to me, I mean, it wasn't sterile. I think the Amway experience is a little bit more, you know, kind of sterile and, um, the craft beer section was great. The team store inside, I thought was really well presented. Um, the viewpoints, you know, similar to, I think like um, Emily, where, you know, the magic tried to um, hit on things at Amway with the, the open areas for the bars where you could just stand like whether in the ozone area and stuff or the, the Budweiser baseline area um, at, in Atlanta, that open area was in like the, the center of the arena so you have a much better view of everything i mean you could literally like sit right behind where the people are doing play-by-plays and the cameras are going and stuff like that so presentation wise i mean if you're sitting if you buy a cheap ticket and you're able to stand like right in that center area i mean it, it you can't beat it you know it was fantastic yeah that's good that's good planning oh. there i know you were you were raving about it on the video absolutely really impressed by the place Yeah. Well, you broke up there for a second, Paul. I'm sorry. Okay. I was saying um, that I know on the video, you were really, really impressed at the place, really enjoyed the night, the experience of that one. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Even the food, the food was great there too. So they had, um, no, I can't think of like Zach Brown band has a barbecue place um, within the Atlanta arena. I can't even remember the name of the arena. It was it Allstate or maybe it's, it's probably not Allstate. State um, Farm, I think it's State called. Farm. State Farm, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing that it's like so confusing with all of these corporate branding things. But like um, the barbecue place was phenomenal downstairs and, you know, the fans were very welcoming too. You know, I, obviously I didn't go there 
it wasn't a magic game either. So I can't, re- can't even remember who the Hawks were playing at that point, but um, I didn't go brandishing like Atlanta Hawks stuff or anything like that while I was, while I was there, but you know, the, the fans are very welcoming. It was a great, it's a great overall experience, I think. Cool. You got one more question, Paul? Yeah, if you've got time for it. Yeah, go um, for it. Excellent. I've, I've watched the video, Kyle, of uh, your incredible collections of rock memorabilia, Marvel, Star Wars, horror movie stuff. Do you have any uh, magic basketball or basketball stuff as well tucked away somewhere? Yeah, I do. So, um, I, you guys gave me the tip off of like, what do you want to look at? I was like, oh my God, what can I bring into this room with like not disrupting the other stuff? Um, not because I do have like some team balls and stuff like that signed too, okay. but I have a couple of things that they're probably not overwhelming, like phenomenal things, but things that I thought were cool. Like um, this was like a giveaway. Um, you know, it's unfortunately like the closest we're going to get to. It's been a while. <laughs> right. And um this thing is ridiculous you guys can laugh but this literally has been sitting in the collection for more than like 30 years now <laughs> jack candy bar i missed the big bar Love yeah that. that's brilliant we go uh, to different levels of you know this was the, the other great hope for orlando for a while right dwight I howard that. cd and we have it autographed like we went to um Best Buy to meet up with Dwight to have him, you know, he was like signing stuff. And I had a great picture that I had shot from like the upper deck of him dunking on um, Kevin Durant. And like, he was more obsessed with that, that like stopped the line, like, oh my God, like, where did you take this shot? Do you have a copy? And can we get the, you know, but um, Dwight still like, and this it would be like the last thing. I thought this was, was pretty cool, right? So this is a glass from their oh. opening day at the arena. Oh, um, and we had picked cool. this up when the arena was being shut down. They had um, like whatever was left in like garage sale type area, like just auctions, you know, where you could bid on stuff. And I was like, oh, let's bid on this thing, you know, cause it kind of represents history. So I thought that was super cool. Um, uh, that's good, that's good. Yeah, we all, we all have like one of the things you could have been on with they had like a literal like stack that was like this big of um, shack autographs that was on a pad, like black and white. And I was like, oh, we should bid on the shack autographs. And you know, my wife's like, no, uh, do you need like you know a hundred shack autographs or do you need like <laughs> one shack autograph? And I was like, oh, we could piece them off and sell. Them. I was like, oh, that's too difficult. You're right. Like, just forget about the shack autographs. We'll go with the glass. We all we all have loads of little different bits. I mean, I've, I think I've kept every small item that I've ever picked up in the arena, from be it the free flannels to you know the ticket stubs. I've still I've got all those, and I've got all the programs and then any giveaway that they've given, including all the bam bams from different games. It's very very sad the level of fandom that we can get to. Yeah, I had in the garage. I I didn't bring it in here, like. Um, during the, the playoff run, you know, when we went to the finals, um, I had sat in the, the seats like r- right under the basket at one point and I had texted. Um, we knew who, um, we were friends with Stuff at the time, you know, and Stuff was kind enough to come and deliver like a flag to, to like, you know, wave, you know, like this massive three by five type flag, you know, under the basket. and. 
this was prior to the channel and everything. And we had some choice words with um, LeBron when we were playing. He was just part of the, the Cavs at that point and stuff with the, the flag, but that's out in the garage. And I'm with you. I mean, I save whatever I, you know, there's stuff that just goes on the shelf. Like we have the confetti, I think, for when the or streamers, when the, the Magic won the East that year, you know, so that's jammed in the display shelves as well. So I, I, I'm a pack rat just like that. So we'll just pick up everything. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It's, it's phenomenal. I love the Star Wars stuff. Love the Star, the Star Wars stuff. stuff is great too. Yeah, that when you were just talking before, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I hope we don't go into Star Wars stuff because I didn't pick any of that stuff out. But <laughs> no, man, no, no. <laughs> you 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 covered that so well on the videos. I'm not going to get you to go right around the house showing everything again. <laughs> yeah, with the stuff, we did a video. Like everybody kept asking for a long time. You know, hey, you should show off your collection. You know, and then when you show off your collection, I went through like you know probably like 75. percent Then I had like, I mean, we probably lost like 70. You know, plus subscribers because people were like oh well way to like you know flaunt everything like you know you know you're you're a jerk for like you know, <laughs> so, <much stuff. laughs> so i was like you can't win like you know these other people were asking like to show stuff yeah, that's what he did and, and that was it and um, last question Carl, before we uh before we wrap up the last bit of the show um obviously your channel is about getting a great experience without spending as much as without spending much money and obviously cheap seats and things like that. Have you got any advice or tips for anybody of more specifically magic games, but how you get, I think you went to the opening night last year and you got really cheap last minute seats behind the basket. Like what's yeah. your tips on, on doing things like that? Yeah, that's, it's great that you, you remembered more than I did at that point, like, <laughs> like opening day last year, I looked for a single seat, which is usually more difficult to find like on resale sites. Um, but there was a guy who had uh, season tickets and the, the person that normally sat with him couldn't go. So we ended up getting tickets. I think it, I want to say like less than 50% of what the, the price was. So usually like the last minute tickets are the cheaper tickets, but I, you know, I say this almost in like every video that we do with the, the magic game, like, you know, if you buy an upper bowl ticket, and I'm not a big fan of Amway Center, mind you. Like, you know, I think Amway Arena. Uh, um, oops, am I getting it backwards? Amway, the, yeah, Amway Arena, the old arena, I think was a lot smaller and, and more intimate and better experience for watching the game. But Amway Center, you could buy the cheapest ticket and stand, you know, if you get there early enough, you could stand right at the railing for the Budweiser bar and you have a phenomenal seat, you know, or, or place to watch the game. So, you know, you could always find upper tickets on resale sites for, you know, as possibly as cheap as like five bucks as, at times, you know? So for five bucks or 10 bucks, you can get into the game and watch. You, you can't do it this season because for COVID they've blocked that area off and they don't want sure. people next to each other. But, you know, we'll fast forward to people having vaccinations and, you know, next year, that's the, that's the greatest tip I think to have is, you know, get there early and, you know, hang out and enjoy the party in the end zone or the, the, the end zone, the, the uh, you know, the basket area. So yeah, that's great advice. Cause we're actually, I, I might ask you off air <laughs> some more tips <laughs> one day, cause we're actually in the middle of uh, building a visit in Orlando page for our website. So um, we always get asked questions by people traveling from the UK. A lot of them haven't even been to a game. So we're going to answer questions to do with how do you get to the arena and buying tickets and stuff like that. So, some of that we can definitely, definitely add in there. Yeah, um, sure. yeah brilliant. 
um we're, so moving on um our next episode we're going to be recording is on monday the 22nd of february um so we've got four games before that um if you guys we're going to do a quick preview but if you haven't checked out paul's pre-game previews um they're probably as in-depth as you're gonna read and they're great so head to the website on game days and you can read paul's pool stuff there um so the magic played the suns on sunday evening which is a 2 a.m tip off for us in the uk um paul yeah the phoenix suns 15 and 9 on the season fourth in the west um 14th on offense seventh on defense and playing quite well at home they've won eight of 12 so far four game winning streak um they are playing on the second night of a back-to-back though um the good news is we have had a good record against them on the road. We've won three of the last four. Um, they do have injuries to three important players, Dario Saric, Cameron Payne and Abdul Nadar. So we'll see where we go with that. Cool. And then we've got the Knicks on Wednesday, which is a midnight tip-off, who are 12 and 15, they're 10th in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're 7 and 9 on the road, um, which included uh, a game against the Washington Wizards last night. Uh, they've only really got two main injuries, which is Frank Nilakina, who's out with COVID protocols, and Mitchell Robinson, who left last night's game with a fractured wrist. Um, so he's going to be out likely this week. Um, they're 30th in points per game, uh, worst offence in the league, but they're second in defensive rating. So I'd expect a similar game to what we did, what we had in, in January um, which was quite a low-scoring game. Uh, the Magic have won four out of the last five at home against the Knicks, including the last three. Um, and then after that, we've got the Warriors on Friday. Yep, um, more of the same, I'm guessing. They are 14 and 12, eighth in the West. We know that the 20th on offence and sixth in defence. We saw how, good, how well organised the defence was the other night. Um, on the road, not quite so strong. Five and seven this season. Uh, they're on a two-game winning streak. Last uh, two seasons, each team has won on their home court, which uh, obviously the Warriors did again the other night. Um, prior to that, the Warriors had won 11 straight games against Orlando. The injuries that I spoke about before this game this week are still present. Clay Thompson, Marquise Chris uh, are both definitely going to be out. Kevon Looney is definitely out. But James Wiseman could be returning. It's just on the very cusp of his seven to ten days of being out. So you never know. We could see the number one pick back to uh, play against us. I'm hoping not. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if we want to win. Um, and then we finish with the Pistons, which I think is the first two back-to-back games against them, um, which yes. is Sunday at, next Sunday at midnight. So just over a week's time. Yeah. You've got it. Uh, yeah, so it's game one of the home-and-home home series. Uh, the times we move back to 7 Eastern from 6 Eastern, so that's a midnight tip, as Mikey's just said. Uh, the Pistons stand at 7-19 and 19 in the East, good for 14th. They're currently 2-11 and 11 on the road. Uh, they've got a number of injuries. Sekou Domboya, Frank Jackson, Mason Plumlee are all day-to-day. And two key injuries in Jaleel Okafor is out six to eight weeks, as is Killian Hayes. Um, they rank 24th in offense, scoring 108.4 points a game, and 21st in defense, surrendering 113 
Uh, the Magic and Pistons haven't played this season, but split the season series last year 1-1 before COVID took uh, the other games away from us. And all time in 112 games, the Magic have won 48 to Detroit's 64. Wicked. So predictions this week then, boys. So we've got wrap up the, the West Coast road trip at the Suns before we've got the Knicks, Warriors and Pistons. I'm going to send this over to Kyle this week. Predictions on the week, how many wins, losses. Um, this is the one bit of the week that I'm not very good at. I haven't got one right this season. So <laughs> I, I always think the Magic are going to win. I never or no. <laughs> That's why we're not very good at this because we keep thinking that we're going to win. <laughs> the, you know, hence the rose-colored glasses type thing. Like I, I, I just always think that they're going to win. But uh, yeah, I, I, you just have to go straight magic. So you're going four and zero. I like it. They, they something's got to happen. You know, we've got to get some momentum here. You know, they they won last night, right? I mean. Maybe Vooch scores 60 points next game. <laughs> We've only had, I think there's only been myself predict the first week 4-0. So, <laughs> Kyle, it's a 100% record so far on 4-0. So, good man. I love the confidence. <laughs> Paul, what are you going with? Are you sticking with 4-0 as well? No, mate. <laughs> 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 um, I am going more positive than last week, though. I'm going 2-2. Two and two. Uh Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges. I'm not sure we've got enough to do against them. Uh, Knicks, we should win. Uh, probably they've got better depth than us at the moment with our injuries, but I still think we should win. Warriors, if we can't stop Steph Curry, it's more of the same. Um, and the Pistons, I still think we should win that one. Uh Perhaps Blake Griffinson, uh, Blake Griffin, and Jeremy Grant could hurt us, but yeah, I think we beat them two and two. Yeah, right. Well, firstly, you haven't mentioned I got it right last week. No, you both did, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd skip over that bit. I thought you would. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going one and three, beating the Pistons. Uh, the Knicks are playing very well at the moment. The Suns uh, on the road, and we're down a lot of bodies no the Warriors Steph Curry will probably just go off on us again so one and three I'm also going to go one and three um yeah same as you guys I think the Pistons game's the one we win and uh drop the other three um cool that wraps up uh, this week's episode Kyle it's been a pleasure to have you on um, there's so much more we could talk about but we we obviously want to be respectful of your time so hopefully we can have you on again sometime yeah, in the future this has been awesome this has really been great cool and uh so we've got a winning week hopefully this week we'll get some players back in uh off of the injury list and uh we'll see we'll see how this week plays out hopefully a more positive week in the magic kingdom so go magic go magic you've been listening to the penny for your thoughts podcast from the guys at orlando magic uk Please subscribe to the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify and YouTube. Check out our website, orlandomagicuk.com, the UK home for fans of the Orlando Magic. And support us by using our links to the official NBA store and Fanatics for your official merchandise, including the NBA, the NFL and many more. Follow us at Orlando Magic UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Go Magic!